My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 84 of The Kate Show. Today I'm sharing my 11-step health checklist for marketing and business related things. So if you ever get the feeling that you're not doing enough to market your business in the home industry or you just have an ongoing sense of anxiety of what else should I be doing? What could I be doing? Just so you know, you're not alone. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a checklist that could tell you in just a few minutes whether you were on track for success in business and marketing or dangerously close to derailing? Well, that's exactly why I created this checklist because I have had the same concerns and I figured out how to alleviate them because if used correctly, the knowledge you have about your business and your marketing can be very powerful at getting rid of any anxiety that you really don't need to be experiencing. Anxiety just derails us and it takes away our creativity. Two things we don't want in business. So in this episode of The Kate Show, I'm sharing that 11 question checklist to help you determine if your marketing and the well-being of your business are on track or not. And guys, before we dive into all the tips and the checklist that I am going to share with you today, I want to go over the review of the week. This comes from designer in Chevy Chase, and she says, Clear, concise advice to design professionals. Kate's approach to helping her ideal client, us, is the model we should follow for our own clients. She listens to our needs and provides reasonable, easy-to-follow steps to achieve success. Guys, I love hearing stories like this because it gives me more validation knowing that not only are you guys listening, but what I'm saying is actually helping you. And if you've been helped by this podcast, would you take a second to write a review of it on iTunes? I would really appreciate it. Just Google The Kate Show on iTunes and you'll be able to write your review. And of course, hey, I'd take five stars if you think that's what you should give it. So if that is something that you can do for me, I am always appreciative. I do monitor them and I love reading what you guys have to say. All right, let's dive in to today's episode. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Is your business on track for success? Are you doing everything that you should be to help market it and get yourself in front of the right clients? As a designer, a stager, or a custom workroom, you already have a lot on your schedule, but you constantly have this worry in the back of your mind that maybe you should be doing something else to help further the success of your business. And if that describes you, then you're really going to like the tips and the resources I'm going to share along with this checklist. Because as we go through this 11 part checklist, I'm also going to be sharing the different people who have helped me alleviate each of these problems in my business so that you can actually go contact them, work with them, and get these things fixed once and for all. So let's start with number one. You are on the right track as a business if you have an LLC or other legal entity set up for your business. Now guys, you would be really shocked to know how many creatives 
do not have a legal tax status protecting them and their businesses. If you're currently in business without a limited liability corporation, which is an LLC or something similar, you legally don't have a business. Like honestly, it means you're not a business owner. And not only that, it also means you're putting yourself at huge risk personally if you were ever the defendant in a lawsuit. So let's say you did work for someone and for some crazy silly reason they decided to file a lawsuit against you. Well, if you had an LLC, that means they couldn't touch your personal assets. But if you don't have an LLC, it means that your savings account, your children's college savings accounts, your cars, your homes, they're all up for grabs in a lawsuit and that could absolutely destroy your life. And while some creatives in this industry might think they're doing themselves a favor by flying under the radar, especially come tax time, by not being an LLC, they're actually missing out on the huge tax benefits of being self-employed, and they're also putting themselves at risk of forfeiting their homes, their cars, their finances, in the event of the lawsuit. So guys, just get an LLC, okay? Protect yourself, and while you're at it, get a professional liability insurance policy. When you get an LLC today or insurance today, it's not going to protect you retroactively. If you were, let's say, sued for something that happened before you became an LLC or before you got that insurance policy, but it will definitely help protect you going forward. The longer you operate without these essential, fundamental business things, the more risk you're going to incur. So I can't say it enough, get an LLC. Number two, you know your business is on track for success if you can pay yourself a regular salary while also covering your overhead and your taxes. If I'm being completely honest, when I first started my business, I struggled to pay myself anything. I basically didn't pay myself. And if I did, it was extremely inconsistent. However, I had to learn how to manage my revenue so I could pay myself weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, even if those paychecks started out small. So if you are struggling to pay yourself, if you can't manage your revenue right now when it is smaller, just think about the mess that you'll be in when you're finally raking in six figures per year. By the time I got to that point, my QuickBooks account was a mess. I had no idea what I was doing and I had to pay someone to go back and historically work on all the things that I did not do correctly just because I had no idea what I was doing when it came to managing money or bookkeeping. So if money management is a struggle for you or you feel like the amount of work you're doing far outweighs the amount that you're paying yourself, even if you're paying yourself consistently, I have two resources that you should consider. And they're actually two ladies. So the first one is Michelle Williams of Scarlet Thread Consulting. Michelle is a business coach for the home industry and she specializes in helping interior designers and stagers and workrooms pay themselves at a level that actually matches the work they're putting in. So it's not just about learning how to manage your money because chances are you probably know how to do that, otherwise you wouldn't be in business at all. And maybe you just know the basics of it, that's okay too. But if the work you're putting into your business does not match the paycheck that you're cutting for yourself bi-weekly or monthly, then you still have a problem. 
you still need to find a way to get more money taking home instead of putting into your overhead, your taxes, or just sitting in your bank account because you don't know what to do with it. So Michelle is great at all of that. And she's also really great at working with high level businesses and their high level problems. So no matter where you are on the scale, whether you're just getting started or you have a multi-million dollar design firm, you will love working with her. And I will put the link to her website in the show notes of this episode. So you can just go to thekateshowpodcast.com and check it out. Now, the other lady I have for you is Sherry Wilson of Business by the Book. So Sherry runs a bookkeeping firm for the home industry. She also works with other creatives, but she really is in tune with the interior designer and the stager. And she can whip your QuickBooks account into shape faster than you can figure out how to itemize your deductions. Like guys, I am not even kidding. She is the one that went through and reorganized my QuickBooks and got me all up to speed and looking professional. And I've been working with these women for several years. And let me tell you, it was no coincidence that my most profitable years in business began when I started working with both of these people. So I'm not saying they're magicians, but I am saying that they are qualified professionals who can help you if you're struggling with being able to pay yourself consistently, pay yourself enough, and manage your bookkeeping. So check them out. Number three, your business and your marketing are on track for success if you've set up your brand to be cohesive and high quality, which means ditching any DIY logos or websites that you might have been using. The truth is, if any of us in business presents a cheap image of our brand, we shouldn't be surprised if we really struggle to attract the right clients. When I first started my business, I designed a logo on Vistaprint, and then I redesigned it on PicMonkey. And then I eventually realized like a year and a half into it, how silly I had made my business look. No wonder people couldn't take me seriously. And I see this happening a lot when people start to piecemeal their own branding or their own marketing. And all I can say is you need to take a hard objective look at your logo, your brand colors, your website design and your print marketing pieces. Do any of these things suggest that your brand is cheap or outdated or inconsistent from one piece to the next? Getting a new logo or even a new website are not the biggest investments you're ever going to make for your business, but they are two of the most important. Your visuals should be personable and attractive to your ideal client. Don't choose brand colors because they're your favorite colors. Don't commission a certain website design because it matches that of some of your colleagues. Your goal is not to serve your colleagues, and your goal is also not to be just like your colleagues. Your goal is to serve your clients, even the ones that haven't met you yet, at a high and authentic level. So make sure that your branding matches that, speaks to that quality. And if you need to do a rebrand in order to accomplish this, or if you need to, for the first time, get a professional brand package for your business, do it. It is absolutely worth that investment. I have several resources for website design and branding that you can check out in the show notes of this episode. 
which again means you just go to thekateshowpodcast.com and look up episode 84. That's where you're going to find links to everything I've mentioned so far and everything I'm about to mention. Number four, your marketing is on the right track if you are clear on who your target client is and you have no problem turning away clients that just don't feel right. In fact, being able to tell a sketchy potential client that we're just not a good fit is one of the best long-term success strategies you can implement in business. Saying no to clients who don't suit your business helps you save your creative energy and your mental space so you can use it for other things like marketing to and winning over the right clients. While it might be tempting to accept a problematic client when you're in a pinch or you're really short on cash, it rarely ends well. Don't operate from a scarcity or fear-driven mindset in your marketing because those places don't lead to success. Instead, think about your business finances and your marketing strategically. Break down how many projects you need each month to cover your expenses and your payroll. Review what percentage of your leads actually become paying clients. Assess where most of your leads are coming from and pursue more activity to really grasp the low-hanging fruit instead of falling for the quick, the easy, and the ultimately not-so-helpful client ideas like running social media ads without a plan, running Google ads without a plan, or shelling out cash for a print ad. I mean, it might seem like a good idea at the time, especially when your bank account is just begging for mercy, you're desperate, you feel like you'd do anything just to get another project, but none of these things will provide a good return on investment if you don't have a sales funnel in place to support them. So the moral of the story here is get clear on your ideal client and stay clear of the fast sales advertising tactics. Okay guys, we need to hold on for just a minute because I have a really important question to ask you. How are you planning to grow your business this year? Do you have a plan for getting new clients? Do you panic when your word of mouth referral sources dry up? It's time to take a proactive approach to growing your business with the Window Coverings Association of America. The WCAA specializes in helping upholsterers, window treatment workrooms, and interior designers build businesses that last. They offer ongoing education on topics such as business, profitability, marketing, window treatment design, upholstery techniques, and more. If you want a business that can withstand the economic ups and downs and still support your family, you need the WCAA. Go to WCAA.org to learn more about becoming a member. And P.S. to everyone else listening who might want to partner with or advertise with the WCAA. There's a place for you too. Go to WCAA.org and click on the Industry Partners page. Number five, you are totally rocking your business and your marketing if you are firm on your rates and you have a zero negotiation policy. Over the past few years, people have stopped asking me and my team for discounts. Thank God. I credit it to my no-nonsense contracts and policies, as well as a healthy dose of hard-won confidence. Much like you guys, I'm not out to receive money that I didn't earn, but I'm also not running a charity. So again, much like you, the team and I work best when we are paid for our skills, and nothing is a bigger red flag than a client who is trying to get something for free or at a discounted price. 
in the event that I do get a request from someone wanting a discount, I always tell myself, we do not negotiate with terrorists. Dramatic? Yeah, maybe. But it helps keep me in check. You see, I love to help people. I love to make them happy. I love to please them. And I get tempted to offer a discount here and there. And if you are like that as well, then you understand the struggle. And I'd say follow your heart, but our hearts often lead us astray in our personal lives, in business, in marketing. And the truth is that a client who pursues a discount is announcing that they already have devalued our services and abilities. So why on earth would we want to work with them? Now, as a little caveat to that, if a lot of people are asking you for discounts on the regular, make sure you aren't accidentally attracting them with budget-focused marketing, which means you need to avoid offering free consultations, avoid running sales, avoid looking cheap, and avoid marketing to the wrong demographic. For example, if you are an interior designer and you're trying to reach the high-end client, stop blogging about DIY projects. Stop offering sales and promotions because these things are not what the high-end client would be attracted to anyway. Number six, your business and marketing are on the right track if you use templates, automation, or some online tools to help manage your client process and your projects. Organization and efficiency are the first noticeable traits of a well-run business, so make sure you're using these tools accordingly. Use an online project management tool, use templates, use automation wherever you can. A few of my favorite tools include Asana for project management, but if you're a designer you might like using MyDoma Studio or something similar. I like using Calendly for booking phone calls. You might use that or Acuity Scheduling. I like using Canva for graphic design and MailChimp for email marketing. And I did record an episode earlier this year that listed the top 20 tools that you could be using. Most of them are free or extremely affordable. So you need to go check out that episode if you want the full rundown on the different ways you could be automating your business. And if you're curious, that episode is episode number 60 of The Kate Show. So just scroll back in your podcast feed or go to thekateshowpodcast.com and look up episode 60 to find the names and links to all these awesome tools that could make running and marketing your business a whole lot easier. Number seven, you can rest assured that your marketing is on the right track if you regularly invest in high quality photography of your work. And by regularly, I mean at least once a quarter. And this is something I talk about a lot, so I am not going to harp on it too long. But if you've listened to my episode on how to get the most marketing mileage out of your portfolio, you know why this is so important. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and download episode 79 of this podcast, and it will clear up all the reasons for you and make it clear that you need to have photos of your work. If you don't, you're missing 80% of your marketing. Number eight. Okay, guys, this is a big one. You know that you are on the right track if you are still marketing your business, even when you have plenty of work, because this prevents the feast to famine cycle. I hear a statement. I hear a statement a lot from my clients and my Socialite Vault members, and it goes something like this. 
I was overwhelmed with project for months, even years, and then it suddenly all dried up. It makes me sad when I hear this statement because at the point of someone saying this, their finances have started to dwindle and the panic in their voices is really hard to miss. Not only is it difficult for these worry-driven business owners to pause long enough to understand that marketing must be done to fix their situation, it can be even more difficult for them to bring their emotional state up from the depths. I totally get it. But unfortunately, being worried, being paranoid, having a ton of anxiety is not a good place to make decisions from. We all care about our businesses. We care about our clients. It's so easy to get caught up in the projects that we have here and now that we totally forget to market our businesses at the same time. It's easy to forget that we're still going to need new leads in six months and that these projects we have right now won't last forever. So if you're enjoying an abundance of projects and a full schedule right now with more work than you can handle, awesome. But don't forget to continue marketing. Now is the time to hand off your marketing to someone else on your team or to an outsourced company who can do it. You don't need to market your business personally, but you do need to find someone else who can. Number nine, your marketing is on the right track. If you continue to be the face of your company and you don't mind sharing personal photos or facts on your website or in other areas of your marketing. Regardless of the size of your team, you are the owner. You are the person everyone wants to see. Otherwise, they're gonna feel like you're distant, you're cold and corporate, and they're just another number to you. Make sure your face is a regular feature of your website, your social media posts, and your email newsletters. Make sure that you are the face of your company. Now let's go to number 10. You know you're on the right track in business if you use several types of lead generators in different categories. This means you could be using a lead magnet, a word of mouth referral source, industry partnerships, or collaborations with colleagues. Now, a lead magnet is something unique to your target client that will attract them to you. Instead of offering the free reports, the free consults, or discount codes, focus instead on offering a how-to, it could be like a PDF or something, on the type of project your ideal client typically wants. So for an interior designer, it could be what to expect when remodeling your kitchen. Or for a home stager, you could create a document for the real estate agent, how home staging makes your real estate business more profitable. When you do this, and it's highly specific, highly targeted to your target client, it shows that you know your stuff and that you can actually help. Now, aside from doing online things, you could also partner with local vendors, or you could collaborate with colleagues, you could co-host events, and you could set up long-term referral relationships. Word of mouth is definitely not dead, so make sure that you're using it. Number 11, the biggest step of all, the thing that will tell you, is your business headed for success, or is it going to be a struggle? Well, all you've got to do is ask yourself, do I have a sales funnel in place? Let me explain what this means. When someone visits your website due to a social media post, a referral, or maybe Google, they will hopefully see your lead magnet. They'll see an easy way to get into your mailing list and you'll in turn get their email address. When you have their email address, don't just sit there with that valuable information. Make sure you're sending a monthly newsletter to stay in touch with them and convert them into a paying client. 
Like I said a few minutes ago, a lead magnet is something that is highly specific to your target client. And if they opt in to get it, and that means they're automatically sent whatever your free gift was, you automatically get their email address, you need to make sure that you're doing something with those contacts that you're gaining through your website. You need to be mindful about sharing that lead magnet on social media every week so that you can get even more contacts. And your goal should be to drive the right leads into your mailing list. If you don't have any of these pieces in place, if you don't have a lead magnet, if your site doesn't look quite right, if you don't have an email newsletter, you don't have a sales funnel, and worse, you might actually have a disjointed or broken sales funnel, and that is why you could easily be lacking leads, if not now, then in the future. So if this is you, this is what we specialize in helping home professionals with. Head over to socialitevault.com to see how we set up entire sales funnels for designers, stagers, and custom workrooms. But that being said, if you just take the advice I'm giving you in this episode, you can also start putting it in place for yourself. My goal in this podcast, my goal as a business owner is to empower you as a fellow business owner. You're really good at what you do, but if you don't get smart about putting the different pieces of your sales funnel in place, it's always going to be a struggle in business and in marketing. But if you are doing all 11 of the things that I talked about in this episode, your business is light years ahead of your industry and you should totally give yourself a pat on the back, but don't become complacent. All right, guys, I'm gonna wrap up this episode. If you need help, you know where to find it. Head over to thekateshowpodcast.com to check out the show notes for this episode and head over to socialitevault.com to get your sales funnel set up today. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.